This teaching is brought to you by Kingswood International Church, British Columbia. We believe that as you listen, faith is set up in you to become all God has called you to be. Thank you and God bless you. Good morning. Um, good evening. Praise God. Welcome to uh, our online Bible study. Praise God. Um, it's our meeting edition and um, I just want to, uh, should I say, just give you a brief history <coughs> of why we are doing what we are doing. <coughs> you know, uh, one of the things I've learned over the years as a Christian is that um, many times, lots of times we are so busy and we don't read our Bibles. Um, we can go from Sunday to Sunday for those of us that go to church. Um, we can go from Sunday to Sunday and never open the chapter of the Bible, right? Now you can say, oh, uh, no, that, that's not me. But there are million and one people that go through their daily lives without um, opening their Bibles. And that's why we have, um, we're, we're starting a Bible study just to look into God's word and um, see what God has said about us concerning every topic. My name is Innocence Tams, and I'll be the one, um, should I say, leading this Bible study with you. Amen. We'll be going to different, different topics of the Bible that relate with us, with our personal lives, our family, um, our finances, our health, uh, our relationships, praise God, because God's word has an answer for everything, right? God's word has an answer for everything. I'll say it again. God's word has an answer for everything. Many times, we're looking for answers in the wrong places. We're trying to find answers with the wrong people. We're trying to find answers from places where we shouldn't go to. But God's word has the answer to everything. 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 I say, are you sure? Yes, just um, go with us on this journey. There's one thing I want to assure you is that um, when we read our Bibles or when we have a Bible study, um, God talks to us. He talks to us in our hearts. Studying God's word brings healing, brings growth, brings um, um, transformation and change. Because the word of God is light. The word of God is life. And so you just imagine you uh, studying God's word and um, on a daily basis, on a consistent basis, and just watch your life grow. So I want to I put a bet out to everyone. If you follow us on this journey, watch out, take, measure your spiritual growth in the topics or in every area of your life. Just watch how you're going to transform. Praise God. Hallelujah. So I want to welcome everyone again. Welcome, welcome. Um, God um, is um, he's here with us. Praise God. Happy. Let's just bow our heads quickly. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, thank you for your precious, holy written word. Thank you, because um, you you speak through your words. You you and your word are one. Perhaps this is the beginning of the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. The word says, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, this book of the law 
should not depart out of your mouth, but you should meditate, you should meditate daring day and night. Lord, we've come this evening to meditate upon your word. We ask that you will speak to us, you will teach us, you will enlighten us, and your word will transform our lives in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. All right, friends. Uh, like if you've seen the flyer or you're just joining it, uh, we're taking the issue of fear, the subject of fear, and it's an interesting topic because we all can relate with fear, right? Everybody, everybody has been afraid of something at one time or the other. Everybody has had to deal with one level of fear. So everybody has had to deal with um, one level of insecurity or the other. So fear is not a, it's not a vague subject. And the truth is this. Fear is a major factor in how successful we are in life. Fear is a major factor of how happy we will be. You see, material things don't bring happiness. Some people think they do, but it doesn't bring lasting. Let me use the word lasting happiness. You can have everything in the world, but if you are fearful, you will not enjoy it. So we all can relate with your children. Are afraid, adults are afraid. So fear cuts across the rich, the poor, the young, the old. They have no respect for gender, right? They have no respect for gender at all. So um, fear is universal. Praise God. And uh, we need to study this subject. So um, a few years ago, I, I, I got started talking to me about fear and talking to me about how too careful I was. And if you're not careful, you, you, you think that, oh, I'm a very careful person. I'm, 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 I want to stay with all, I want to get all the details right. There's a thin line between caution and fear. We're going to see this in, in this journey, praise God. There's a thin line between being too cautious and being afraid. Um, so we're going we're to look at fear in every of our lives and how to walk in victory. Victory over fear. We just want to know what fear is. We want to know how to deal with it, how to overcome it. Praise God. Hallelujah. So let me just start with, um, so today we're just going to talk about what fear is and what's its origin, right? I want to know what's the origin of fear. Fear didn't just, it just didn't happen. Fear just didn't happen. It just didn't, you know, start. Fear came from somewhere. Fear came from somewhere. Praise God. Hallelujah. So I want to say that, um, what is fear? What can you define as fear? What, from, what do you think fear is? Um, what, what's your thought on fear? What, what, what do you understand by fear? I don't know if, you know, this, this is a Bible study, so it's not, um, should I say, it's not a preaching um, engagement, right? So I'd like anybody to just give me what the idea is of what fear is. Just tell me what, what your idea is and what fear is. Anybody, anybody. It's a Bible study. So Bible study means all of us are going to talk, right? It's going to be engaging. Um, I just want, well, just one person. What, what's, what do you think fear is? Anybody? We need to go. You don't have someone on your video. Just, just say something. Anybody there? I have a few definitions here, but I just want to hear your thoughts. What do you think fear is? Anybody willing to go? All right, let me just, let me just proceed there. Okay, so what's fear? Um, fear is an unpleasant emotion 
caused by the belief that something or someone is dangerous, likely to cause pain or threat. Fear is an unpleasant emotion, right? I'm taking this from the dictionary. Caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or threat. It's an unpleasant emotion. Have you seen people that are afraid before they, they, they lose it? They just um, they don't understand. They just act in ways that they would normally not act. And that's because of fear. It's an unpleasant emotion. And it's because they believe that something is dangerous that's likely to cause them pain or threats. Another thing about fear is fear is a feeling of anxiety and agitation caused by the presence or nearness of danger. So um, imagine you're walking on, on the road, on the sidewalk, and a car suddenly loses control, right? You know, people is going to run for safety. Or you see a rattlesnake walking on the road. Um, you're going to run away from the rattlesnake. <clears throat> What's the reason for running away from the rattlesnake is because you feel, not that you feel, you, 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 you have an understanding of what that snake can do. And what that snake can do is the snake can bite, and the snake has venom in it, and that venom is poisonous, and that poison can cause death. So you're running away from that, right? People are also fearful. They're worried about something undesirable will occur or be done. They just have maybe they, they did a project, and somehow there's this funny feeling that's not going to go well. And because of that, they're afraid. And you don't know where that feeling is coming from. I don't know whether it's happened to you, but it happened to me. You just, you spend, you started something, a business, or um, started maybe a training, a course, something, or you're in a relationship, and you just have this funny feeling, it's not going to end well. You know, where are you getting that feeling from? Is there any physical evidence? No. No physical evidence. But you're just uncomfortable, right? You're just uncomfortable. You just feel, ah, I don't know. I can't, I can't lay my hands on it. Something's about it. It's not going to go well. Sometimes it's based on experiences of the past. Maybe you've tried that thing several times, you know, when, I don't want to say some things that are very personal, but when you, when you failed at a, at a particular thing a couple of times, the tendency that when you do it, maybe the third or fourth time, you're going to fail. You, you expect to fail more than you expect to to get it right. You expect to fail more. You know, maybe you did a course, um, and maybe you have failed like three times, right? So the fourth time you did it again, <laughs> when you go and check for the results, most likely the first thing you will do, you check out for who that failed first, if your name is there or not. <laughs> You're gonna check that out first. So if you find that your name is not there, then okay, you don't want to check out for who that passed. And that's what happens when it was. You try the business venture the first time, second time, it didn't work. You just, um, you just ex somehow inside of you, you are not surprised anymore that it didn't work out. I want to tell you that none of those things are supposed to happen to us. No matter how legitimate it sounds, no matter, no matter how logical it sounds, it should not happen to us. It should not happen to us. Psalm 34, let's read from verse 1. And this is going to be our anchor scripture going forward, right? 
says, I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall, shall hear of it and be glad. Hallelujah. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. I'll say this again. If, if, if you don't, if you want to remember one scripture from this meeting or this series, is this. I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. He delivered me from all my fears. Not some, not almost all. He delivered me from all my fears. From all my fears. I, I'm emphasizing the word all because sometimes we, we are conditioned to believe that it's okay to have some form of fear. It's okay to have some form of fear. No. No fear is okay. No fear is permitted in the life of a believer. No fear. No form of fear. I don't care if you had that same experience 10 times. It is not the will of God for you to be afraid 11 times. I don't care. If you tried it a thousand and one times, the next time you try, you should not expect to fail at it. No. It says here, he delivered me from all fear. So maybe you're not afraid of some things, but you're afraid of some things. It's still not right. It's still not right. It's still not right. No matter how nice it sounds, no matter how logical it sounds, no matter how, um, you know, no matter how I want to put it, push under the carpet, fear is fear. And if we don't learn to deal with fear and walk in victory over fear, it's going to cripple us. It's going to take away from us. It's going to hinder us. It's going to hinder us. You know, um, I was trying to check out some, some um, how do you call it, some things about fear. Um, fear that holds poor people back. You know, they say uh, people are afraid of change. They don't want to have any form of change at all. You know, they're afraid of change. People don't want, people are, people are afraid to be lonely. People are afraid of failure, rejection, something bad happening, getting hurt, being judged. You know, people have all forms of fear. And, some, some call them phobia. Maybe next week, I'll get to that point where um, we're going to look at some phobia that people are afraid of flying, who are afraid of, you know, several things. Who are afraid of um, closed places. Who are afraid of public places. Who are afraid of water. Who are afraid of going to the hospital. I saw some very strange ones, right? All forms, all kinds, of, and we're giving them good names. Very scientific names. Very scientific. Some people are afraid of heights. Some people are afraid of valleys. Some people are afraid of. I, 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 look, if we go if we go through the list, we will live here today. And we have names for we have names for all of them, but the Lord has delivered us from all fears. Never you forget. If there's anything you're going to take from this this scripture. The Lord has delivered you 
from all fears, all. You know, God is not a God is not a comedian. He's not a he's not a joker. Whatever he says, he means right. Whatever he says, he means right. Praise God. Genesis chapter twenty six. Let's let's look at some scriptures. Genesis chapter twenty six from verse seven to nine. And one of the things I said about fear, fear is an expectation of something undesirable to happen to us. Fear is an expectation of what you don't want. And you, know, you somehow, you believe that what you don't want or what you don't like is, going, is, is the thing that's going to happen, not what you want. So let's look at if you, just to brothers that, let's look at a few scriptures, right? Genesis chapter, 20, Genesis chapter 26, from verse 7. Let's read the New Kingdom's version. So this is Bible study. We're going to read Bible. You know, we're, we're not going to have theories or speak from our heads. No, we're going to allow the Word of God to talk to us. So Genesis twenty-six from verse seven says, "And the men of the place asked about his. The men of the place asked about his wife, this is Abraham, and he said, she's my sister.' Abraham was saying that his wife." Is the sister. I mean, that's the height of fear. <laughs> that's the height of fear. I don't know how many ladies want to marry a man, or imagine they are married already and their husband denies that they are that and say that she, the wife, is the sister. But look at what fear can make somebody like Abraham do. See, fear will cripple the most powerful man. Fear will cripple the most powerful man. He says that she's my sister. Right, for she was afraid. For he was afraid to say, "She's my wife," because he thought, "Lest the men of the place kill me for Rebecca." So, okay, this, this is Isaac. Lest he thought the men of the place kill for Rebecca because she's beautiful to behold. Now it came to pass when he had been there a long time that Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked through a window and saw, and there was Isaac. Showing endowment to Rebecca, his wife, meaning they were having some form of intimate relationship. Then Abimelech called Isaac and said, Quite obviously, she's your wife. So, how could you say she's my sister? Isaac said to him, Because I said, Lest I die of her accounts. And the other says that because I was afraid someone would kill me to get her from me. This is Isaac. You know, if you, if you know his story very well, you know his father did play the same game. These were men of faith. These were men that had a relationship with God. But somehow they didn't have faith that God was going to protect them at this point. Fear will make the strongest men do silly things. Fear will make the most enlightened people say dumb things. Fear is cancerous. Look at what, how can a man deny his wife? He said, because I'm afraid that somebody, so in a way he chose himself above his wife. Let's look at Job. Job 3, 23. Um, it says here that why is life? I'm reading the NIV version for better trans, um, understanding. It says, why is life given to a man whose way is hidden, whom God has hedged in? For, for sign has become my daily food. He has been signing every day. My groans pour out like water. Verse 25. 
what I feared has come upon me. What I dreaded has happened to me. He ex somehow he expected calamity to come. I want to pause here and ask you, what evil are you expecting? Unconsciously. Unconsciously, what are you expecting to fail at? Unconsciously, what are you expecting not to get right? Unconsciously. Unconsciously, what are you, what evil or what undesirable outcome are you expecting? You need to guard your heart. You need to protect your mind. This man said, what I feared, what I dreaded has eventually happened. Somehow in his heart, in his mind, he expected it. Unconsciously, he expected it. We must be careful what we expect. We must be careful what we expect. You know, and, and these things sometimes, um, we don't know when they creep in. We don't know when they creep in. So we must, we must guide our hearts. We must be careful when fear tries to get into our hearts and our minds and begin to determine our actions. Praise God. How are you? James chapter 32. Um, okay, James chapter 32, verse 11. He says, this is Jacob saying, talking, this is Isaac's son. Oh Lord, please rescue me from the hand of my brother Esau. I am afraid that he's coming to attack me along with my wife and children. If you read this story, you'll find that Esau never tried to attack. Esau never wanted to attack um, um, his brother Isaac. Yeah, there was a time he was very mad at him. But in this instance, he wasn't thinking about that. But somewhere in Jacob's mind, he expected, he was expecting his brother to attack him. Fear is belief in an undesirable outcome to happen. Fear is belief. And based on that belief, people take actions that are not, that will eventually cost them. So fear, and like I said, fear cuts across every one of us. It happens to the most enlightened people. It happens to the people that are not enlightened. It happens to the rich, the poor, every tribe, every race. So we can't, we can't run away from it. We just have to learn how to walk in victory. So where did this fear come from? You know, um, was this God's design? You know, some people run their lives and they want people to be afraid of them. Some people run their homes and they want maybe their kids to be afraid of them or their spouse to be afraid of them. Some people at their office want maybe their subordinates to be scared of them when they come in. So what's the origin of fear? Was fear God's real idea? Let's just find out. You know, because some people say um, there's, there's some good, you know, there's some good form of fear. There's some good, you should have some good level of fear. I, I, and I, I bet you disagree. I disagree not because I don't like you, but I disagree because I can't find people's word. I can't find people's So one of these that we're going to be saying a lot in this Bible study, where is the scripture for it? Where is the scripture for it? Give me a scripture. Everything we're going to do here is give me a scripture. And I want that to be your guiding principle. No matter how good it sounds, no matter how much we see it on TV or hear about it, let's ask ourselves, what is the scripture that is backing this word, this message, 
this action, right? All right, let's go. What's, what's, where did fear come from? Let's really read James chapter 3 from verse 1. <clears throat> now, we know the story. Now, the serpent was more cunning than any beast, right? Of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said you shall not eat? Now, I, I want to skip that. I, okay. They said you should not eat. Has God indeed said you should not eat of every tree of the garden? Verse 2. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Don't forget, he said, you shall not eat it, or you shall not touch it, lest you die. <laughs> then Sapphire said to the woman, you, you will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing God, knowing good, and evil. Don't forget, this tree was called the, the, the tree of good and evil, right? So when the woman saw that the tree was good, she ate it. Now, I'm reading this full because I, I want to assume, I don't want to assume that everybody here has Bible knowledge, right? <clears throat> she ate it and her eyes opened. Verse 7 says, then the eyes of both of them, the husband also ate. Verse 7 says, the, the eyes of both of them were opened. Verse 9, then the Lord called Adam, right? They found out they were naked and they cut leaves to cover themselves. Now the Lord, now the Lord called to, to Adam and said, I said to him, where are you? So after they found out they were naked, um, the Lord called on Adam. Adam, where are you? And what did Adam say? He said, um, let me quickly get it. Then Lord called to Adam and said, where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid. Don't, don't, don't forget this. I heard your voice in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and hid myself. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I command you that you should not eat? You're going to stop there. This is the origin of fear. Why am I reading this? Because fear was never God's design. And we need to know it. So any form of fear, you should just have first thing quick. This fear is not God's design. This way I'm feeling, this feeling of depression, this feeling of I can't make it, this feeling of negativity that's going to happen to me is not from God. We need to, you need to have this at the back of your mind. Fear is foreign to us. Fear was never in the initial design of man. If fear was before he man sinned, man would have been afraid of God. Before man sinned, he would have been afraid of God. But the Bible lets us know here that if you read previous verses, God will come and have fellowship with them and they were never afraid. Suddenly, they became afraid. So fear was never in God's design. And if you know this, you will fight fear. You will resist it with everything that you've got. I don't care if in your finances, your health, your marriage, your relationships, whatever it is, you will fight that fear because you know that fear was never in God's design. Fear is foreign. Fear was never in God's plan for us. Fear came as a result of man's sin, as a result of man's failure. Fear is foreign. 
Fear is not from God. Fear was never in God's original design. Fear came because man sinned. Let me read another scripture. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14. Hebrews 2 14. It says, for as much then as children and particles of flesh and blood, he also, meaning Jesus, likewise took parts of the same, meaning he also became flesh and blood, that through his death, he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. If fear was good, if fear was from God, then Jesus had no business defeating fear. Defeating the person that had the power of death and was creating fear. Because he would have been fighting what was God's will. Look, parents have this. Your children should not be afraid of you. Spouses, your my people, your spouse should never be afraid of you. You're working in the office, your colleagues should never be afraid of you. Every time you try to do that, trust me, you are not expressing the God, you're not expressing God's love. You are not expressing your true nature as a child of God. You can be firm, you can be, you can correct, but for people or anyone to have a form of fear of you, of you causing them harm, is wrong. Because it's not the character of God. The Bible lets us know here that Jesus came to defeat he that had the power of fear and help people in bondage. Of course, is bondage a good thing? Bondage is evil. Nobody wants to be in bondage. But I can tell you that humanity is in bondage because of fear. People can't exercise themselves. People can't attain heights that they're supposed to attain. People can't be adventurous, do the things that God has prompted them to do because they're afraid. People can't take steps that they should take. And when they're now old, they don't live in regrets. Because they're afraid. What will happen? What if I lose this? What if I don't get it right? What if, what if? <laughs> you need to reduce your what ifs. <laughs> you need to bring your what ifs to the barest minimum. In fact, you need to probably eliminate your what ifs. The Bible says Jesus delivered those. He delivered us from the fear of death. Fear. You see, the ultimate aim of fear is death. The end of fear is death. Whether death in, in any of your life. You know, death is, doesn't mean just physical death. It means um, darkness. It means loss. It means um, anything negative. is an expression of death. So Jesus would have not conquered fear or fought, overcome the, the guy that had, that was perpetrating this, if fear was God's plan, if fear was in God's original agenda. Praise God. One more scripture. Romans 3.21. Romans 3.21. Don't forget, I want you to have a back of the mind that fear is foreign. It's not of God, so you can resist it. So you, you know that you're not you're not playing with things. This is not part of God's will for your life. No form of fear should be entertained. It says, <clears throat> verse, um, um, verse 23, for everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God in his grace really makes us right in his sight. 
He did it through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. He freed us from that penalty. He freed us. So the penalty of Adam's sin has brought fear. And now Christ has come to take away the penalty of that. Christ has come to take the penalty of that. <clears throat> we just are not, you know, saved, or we are not just Christians and have the same um, defeats and sicknesses and diseases and losses like we never got saved. That's not God's will. Like we never had anything the day we got born again. They will got born again, right? So 25 says, for God presented Jesus as a sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life. So what is he's trying to bring here is that he's restoring us back to the original, you know, for lack of a better word, to what we were before Adam sinned. And what we were then was that we were fearless. Jesus came to take us back, if not even, he came to take us to a better state than Adam was before he fell. That's what Romans 3, 21, 25 is telling us basically. He came to take us back to that state that we were, to God's original plan, even a better one, a better one. So if fear was in God's original design, then Jesus didn't need to do all of this. He didn't need to. He didn't need to. Praise God. He didn't need to at all. He didn't need to. It's very important. Let me read this, uh, Romans 3.24, from a different translation. It's called the Passion Translation, right? It says, yet through his powerful declaration of acquittal, God freely gives away his righteousness, his right standing, what Adam had. His gift of love and favor now cascades over us. All because Jesus, the anointed one, has liberated us from the guilty, from the guilt, the punishment, and the power of sin. See, so Jesus is taking us back to that state. He's taking us back to what God really intended for man to live a life above fear, above defeat. It's important. And that's why I say, every time fear attacks you, know that it's foreign. Know that it was never there from the beginning. It was never there. And now that you are in Christ, now that you are in Christ, you have a different story. You should, you should experience things much more differently than the people of the world. The people of the world. You know, <clears throat> Fear, fear cripples us. Jesus talked about, what did he talk about? He said bondage. Fear has bondage. You're going to go through all of that in this series. Fear has bondage. Fear brings torment. Fear brings torment. Fear stops people from making progress. Fear stops them from investing. Fear stops them from going to school. Fear, fear makes people feel that the world is looking at them in a different direction, you know, in a different perspective. Fear, fear makes people feel that they are being rejected. A lot of the things people have, a lot of things people have are not factual. Are not. 
It's just the devil sowing seeds in their minds. It's just the devil sowing seeds. Oh, my parents don't love me. Oh, my parents don't love me. Oh, my parents don't love me. And, and listen, the, the, the terrible thing is this. Faith is powerful. Fear is powerful. Fear is very powerful. People don't know, a lot of people don't know how powerful fear is. If we know, we will not entertain it at all. We will, not, we will not let it close, get close to us. Fear is very powerful. You know why? It's very silent as well. A lot of times, it's not as forceful as we expect it. But like I said, it's cancerous. It comes in quietly, does the damage, and before you know it, what you don't want to happen is what's happening. That's what Job said. Job said, what I feared, what I feared has eventually happened. What I didn't expect has eventually happened. Praise God. So as we conclude today, um, as, as, we, as we bring this to a wrap, I'm going to say that 4 John chapter 5, 4 John chapter 5, Chapter 5. No, before we go to 4 John chapter 5, let's go to James chapter 1, 27 to 28, right? James chapter 1, verse 27, 28. Um, it says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. Interesting. So this all happened before man fell. Let's read that part again. It says, then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful, multiply. Be fruitful, multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. There was no fear in this statement or mandate to man. Rather, there was power, there was dominion, there was control. He said, subdue the earth, the full earth, the length and breadth of the earth. He told man, look, you have given you the ability to subdue it. This is God's design for us. We are in charge. We should not allow fear in. We are in charge. Have dominion over it. You know, some, some people are, are scared of probably every insect, every everything from rats to rodents. To, you, you can't live your life like that. And you can't be comfortable. You can't live your life like that. These are things that God has told us to subdue. But suddenly now man is afraid of it. Man is afraid of it. He says, subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. Man is supposed to have dominion, not be afraid. Man is supposed to subdue and have control and not be afraid. That's how God designed you. When you came to Christ, that's the spirit that came into you. It's the spirit of dominion. If the spirit is a capacity to subdue, 
is the ability to subdue and put things in place. Not be afraid. Don't let fear in. This is God's original design for man. Found John chapter 4. Found John chapter 5, verse 4. It says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Who is he that overcomes the world? Well, he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Not just your province, not just your street. And when it means world, it means everything that happens in the world. You are an overcomer. The day you, Christ came into your heart, you are an overcomer. No matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, you are an overcomer. The ability to work in victories on your inside. The resources are on your inside. You can. You can. You can not because you feel you can. You see, a lot of times people equate faith to feeling. They, 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 they equate their abilities to how they feel. No. Feelings and abilities are two different things. Feelings and capacity are two different things. How you feel has nothing to do with it. The word of God says you are an overcomer. It's not just overcomer. You've overcome the world. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. The systems of the world. And everything in it. You are an overcomer. It's important that you have this at the back of your mind. I said, this is the victory that overcomes the world. Our faith, not our fear. Our faith. Our faith is what overcomes, not our fear. He says, who is he who overcomes the world? He begins to describe the person. But he who believes that Jesus is the son of God. Do you believe that Jesus is the son of God? He, who is he that overcomes? Who is he that has the dominion? Who is he that subdues? You know, the word overcomes there in, in, in Greek is similar to the word in Genesis. It's still subdue. It means to conquer, overcome. It means to prevail. It means to get the victory. Who is he that gets the victory? Who is he that, that conquers? Is he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Praise God, hallelujah. Is he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? If you are a believer in Jesus, you are overcome. You are overcome from that day. You are no more the fearful person. You are no more the coward. You are not the one that runs away from every fight. When I mean fight, I don't mean physical fight, of course. You are not the one that runs away from every battle, every challenge. That wants to go in and lock themselves in and turn on the lights and cry. No, you are not that person. If you express that up until now, today make a change. Today take the scripture and turn your life around. And turn your life around. And turn your life around because in you is the ability to overcome every challenge that comes to you. See, if you, you know, the Bible says that God will not allow anything that is bigger than us. That's how God is. To come our way. If you're going through a challenge, it's because the ability to overcome is on your inside. If God allows anything to come across your way, it means that He has destined for you to overcome it. That, that situation can't bring you down. 
except you allow it. That setback can't keep you back except you allow it. If you can take God's word for what he says, if you can believe God for what he has said, that you are now an overcomer and you've been delivered from the fear and the bondage that it brings, you can walk in everything that God has told you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Amen. So just a quick recap. Fear is foreign. It's not from God. I don't care how nice you call it. I don't care how, how scientific it sounds. I don't care how we analyze our researches. All forms of fear is foreign. Why? It was never there from design. If, if God wanted us to have any form of fear, then when he created man, man should have been afraid of him from get-go. So fear is foreign. Fear is evil. And fear is not from God. But one thing else I want to say, no matter the fear you've experienced up until now, you are overcome. The ability to overcome and walk in, walk in victory is on your inside. Tap into it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, and amen. I, I don't know if I, um, it's Bible study, if I can take, if anybody has a question, research, um, a comment, and we'll take it, and we'll pray, and we're done for today. It's always going to be, uh, we'll never exceed an hour. It's just one hour. We'll never exceed, we'll try to even finish before an hour, because I know it's, it's, it's pretty late. Um, so if there's any question, any suggestion, anything, um, please let me know. Try to see in my chat group. Is anything? Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Praise God. Okay. So, um, what about times when, um, like you said, fear is silence, right? And times yeah. when it creeps in and you are not aware. And the moment you become aware, how do you deal with it? All right, it's one of the things we're going to um, start talking about probably from next week or two weeks um, after. So um, all, all problems start from one, all solutions start from one point, right? If, if you notice, that what are your the question is, what are you afraid of? Fear, fear will not just, I'm just afraid. No, you are most likely afraid of something, something to happen. Something to have a negative impact on you, right? So let me let me use the word exam, for example. Um, I'm just let me just assume you want to write an exam and you're afraid that you're not going to do it for that exam or in that exam, right? What's the solution? The only way to counter fear, the first thing to do is to find out what God has said about that situation. Step number one, it starts with that. You can shake your head, you can scream, you can shout. Fear have no respect for that. The first thing you should do is what has God said concerning me passing my exams? Has God said that if I go for an exam, I will pass? Find out what the word of God says about that subject. That's, that's the key. 70% of the time, 
if you find that out and you meditate upon it, the fear will just go on its own. <laughs> fear will just, it will just work. You know why? Because fear is darkness. And Bible says light shines and darkness cannot comprehend. And the word of God is light. So once light comes, it's as if they turn on, turn on, it's like you turn on the light in your room. Darkness cannot say, oh, I'm not going, you know, I'm not going, you know, I'm, I'm darkness, I have to stay. No. You turn on the light, darkness leaves. So most of the time, that is some sort of the job. Find out what the word of God is about that subject. Meditate upon it because fear deals with the mind. Fear deals a lot with the mind. And Romans chapter 12 says that be not conformed to this, but be trusted by the renewing of your mind. So you have to renew your mind on that, on that subject matter. Over and over again, going through that scriptures, what I would do is I would get scriptures in that area. I would also get maybe books or get messages in that line and listen to them over and over and over again. Most of the times, you don't need to, to, to do anything else. With that alone, and the last thing, of course, is to put the word of God in your mouth. Put the word of God in your mouth. Oh, I, I can't overemphasize this. Once you've found the scripture, you'll renew your mind, you've heard messages, you're reading books, you're confessing. Next thing is to confess. We call it confession, right? But I want to just make it simple. Put the word in your mouth. Talk it. Say it. Keep saying 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 it. Because one thing with fear is this. This is you can't you can't be thinking and be talking at the same time. So you can't be thinking of, let me say, I can't be thinking of um, a movie on Netflix and I'm having a conversation on chemistry. No, we can all do it now. If you count, if I ask you to count one to ten, and in the middle of it, I tell you, what's your name? You have to stop that thought to answer me. Can we just try it if you don't mind? Uh, who asked the question? Can you just speak? Can you just, are you there? Yes, sir. Okay, can you just count one to ten? Okay, one. In your mind. No, 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 don't say it out. Just come in your mind. I'll just out. Don't come in your mind. What's your best food? Answer me. What's your best food? Tell me. Rice. Rice, right? If you notice that you stopped thinking about what you were counting to answer me. Yes, sir. It has to stop. It is proven scientifically. So what do you do? Once the thoughts are raging in your mind, put the word of God in your mouth. Begin to speak God's word. So the thought of death is coming. The thought of failure is coming. Don't just say, oh, I don't want this thought. I feel this. No. Don't say what you feel. Begin to speak. The, so far as, you, as long as you found from the scripture, that's the first step. Take from the scripture. Meditate upon it. Listen to messages in that area over and over again. And next, you put it in your mouth. That's where the, the battle is. Once you put it in your mouth, you are now advancing. You begin to declare, I am smart. I'm intelligent. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a story. So I'm using an example, example. I don't know why, but maybe somebody needs to hear this. So 
uh, there was a time I wanted to just increase my my capacity to comprehend things, right? Uh, because I've had experiences where I didn't do too well in some exams and all of that, and I knew I could do better. But somehow having this mental block because of past failures. So what did I do? I went to the book of Daniel. And all the things they used to describe Daniel, is, you know, the king said he wanted to prove that were smart, intelligent, good-looking, handsome, good-looking. They were able to dissolve problems and doubts. They could, they could learn language. So he, the king listed the things he wanted. So I took those scriptures and I formed them to a confession. And I started meditating and firing it from my mouth. I said that so much that the next exam I went for, oh boy, I blasted it. And the next one I went for after that again. And since then, I, I have not felt anything much. I've not felt. But before that, oh, I had lots and lots of failures, right? So that, those are the three simple steps, right? Find out from God's word what he has said. Meditate upon it by reading it, listening to messages, thinking about it in your mind, and finally, put it in your mouth. Every time the thought of fear comes, put it in your mouth. Attack. Attack fear. Attack it. All right. Praise God. I hope I, made, I did a little bit of justice to your question. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. All right. Um, any other person? We have a few more minutes to go. Just barely. Don't take my time. Or oh, five minutes. If we don't have any questions, uh, can we just pray? Oh, Father, thank you for the word we've heard today. We ask that it will bear fruit in our hearts. We are not just. We will not just be hearers, but will be doers. And I pray for everyone having any form of fear or challenge. I ask that your love for them. And your ability to help them will be shared abroad in their hearts in the name of Lord Jesus. They will see beyond that challenge and that problem and walk in victory. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. God bless you, everyone. Have a good night. Rest. I'll see you same time next week, Saturday. God bless you. Bye. Thank you once again for joining us here at Kingswoods International Church. We hope you've been richly blessed by this teaching from Kingswoods International Church, British Columbia. Feel free to visit our website at kingswordbritishcolumbia.com. That is kingswordsbritishcolumbia.com for more teachings.